A couple of weeks ago, I met up with a friend of mine in downtown Denver. I was really grateful to her and her husband for having daughters and becoming my Girl Scout cookie dealers. During the exchange, my friend, who I hadn't seen for the past year because, you know, the coronavirus, asked me what I was up to. And I mentioned that I had added a part-time community manager position to what I was doing in addition to my business. She also works as a community manager for a very large organization, so she completely understood the type of role that it is and the work that I was doing. But she was a little cough guard when I said I hated it. <laughs> I hated it so much and that I was actually working my notice at the time that we were meeting. I had learned the hard way that I actually really hate working for other people. I like working with other people, but I don't like working for other people. Then she asked me how long I worked in that position. And I was honestly a little embarrassed to tell her, but I said, I, I let her know. I was like, well, <laughs> four months. I'd been in the role for four months. And my friend nodded her head and then said the following to me. In six years, when you feel the urge to work for someone else again, give me a call and I'm going to remind you of this conversation. Now, six years is important because I actually left my previous job six years ago. So she knows me well. She knows the trajectory that I was on or have been on as an entrepreneur. And so she knew kind of the time frame that I was dealing with. In this episode, I'm going to share why making mistakes with your business is so important, the seven lessons that I learned from this experience, and how you can use my experience to better vet opportunities that may accidentally disrupt the online business that you're building. In order to go to the show notes, go to michelleismoneyhungry.com backslash business mistakes. Again, you'll go to michelleismoneyhungry.com backslash business mistakes. to start your own online business or you're kind of unable to push past a certain point in your business, don't forget to grab my Do It Ugly Toolkit today. If you are in an online business and you're stuck in one of those parts of your business, always remember that perfect always gets in the way of done. If you're looking to get started on your blog, podcast, or other components to your business, grab this kit today. It's available in the show notes. Okay, so on paper, this organization and the opportunity were actually a perfect fit for me. It was a locally based organization focused on an area of interest that I absolutely love, has the same social equity and impact beliefs, has an amazing, amazing team, flexible hours. I only had to go in once or twice a week, health insurance, a solid vacation plan, and even observed holidays that reflected the organization's mission and social equity focus, such as observing Claudette Colvin Day. So why did I end up hating this position so much? The role actually went against key aspects of why I wanted to work for myself. When I worked for myself, I had complete autonomy. I didn't even have to check in with anyone other than my clients when I wanted to do whatever I wanted to do. And so I thought this episode would be helpful to you 
when you're vetting what makes sense in your business or what makes sense to add to your business, that kind of thing. So one, I had to be physically in a space. Now, it was only a couple of times a week, but I'm going to be honest and say that towards the end, I definitely was getting frustrated because I realized that I had accidentally negatively impacted my freedom to work from wherever I would like to work. In fact, this week, I will be going on my first road trip since this fall, since I picked up the side gig. And I'm going to a mountain town that I love, and I'm super excited. I will work from there with my laptop and go cross-country skiing. But when I I said yes to this community manager role, what I also said yes to was not being able to come and go as I please without having to really have conversations with my colleagues because my leaving and going would impact them. Going to work was really expensive. I'd forgotten how expensive physically going to an office can be. I have an online business. And so having an online business means basically I could be at home that I pay for all the time. (laughs) But when you work for someone else, you eventually have to go to the office. So this organization was located across town. Denver isn't a huge city necessarily, especially from where I live to where the organization is by car. Sometimes I would walk there. Remember, I do go on nine hour hikes. So going on a long walk wasn't a big deal. It was very relaxing, but it is winter. So um, I would rent my car share, which I'm obsessed with. But if you do that a couple times a week, it, it started to add up. Coffee outside the house, car share, snacks, whatever. It just started to feel really expensive. And I didn't like that. I didn't like all this outgoing cash. Boundaries. My personal business has very firm boundaries. Unfortunately, my personal boundaries within the context of this role were always being tested. How I was being contacted outside of what I felt were regular business hours, what the community needed versus what I needed to protect my well-being were two different things. And it wasn't it wasn't anyone's mistake or no one was in the wrong. It was just I had no idea how firm those boundaries were until they were broached or breached, breached. And part of the reason why I developed those boundaries was in my previous job, they were so obliterated. I had no boundaries and it was a constant sense of frustration. And moving forward after I quit my job and I was developing and creating my own online business, I was like, I have these boundaries for a reason because before it got out of hand. And so I hated having those boundaries compromised. And even though it was just 24 hours of week of work, I truly underestimated the emotional currency of a job. And I also underestimated how much it would disrupt my personal business. Now, in terms of emotional currency, I am going to do a episode about that. But your job has a currency to it. It's not just the money of going to work. It's the impact of emotion on your role, like the emotions of the people that you're working with, your own emotions and stressors that you bring to the job and what you want to have happen. And I really hated how much emotional currency I was 
excuse me, I hated all the emotional currency that I was spending in a part-time role. Like I didn't think that I would be talking about work as much as I ended up talking about it outside of work. And I just was not happy about that. Finally, and this is kind of a big deal. This is not even kind of, this is a big deal. I was put in the position with a client where I couldn't say what I really wanted to say to them. This was not because of a business directive. I want to make this clear. This was not because my boss was like, you should say this. They, they were outside of this conversation and this interaction. So they had no idea. But I really felt like when you're working for someone else and you don't have the latitude just to be like, look, I don't need your business. I don't need to deal with you. You're going to be better served by someone else because it's not your business. So if it had been someone who was within my business world for my company, I could have just been like, you know what? Here's your money. Here's a return. We don't need to deal with one another. And in this case, I couldn't do that because this was someone else's business and I could have really negatively impacted their company by just being like, look, you need to go. <laughs> and I actually really hated that. And I'll talk about that as I kind of discuss the lessons that I learned from these experiences. The first lesson is be clear about the core philosophies that guide your business. Like, why are you creating and designing the business that you are? For me, mine were freedom, flexibility, income, specifically income growth, creativity, social equity, and impact. Unfortunately, what I found out the hard way was that this role impacted freedom, flexibility, income, creativity. It did not affect social equity and impact. We were 100% in alignment with that, but how the role worked impacted all these other things. And so that was not good. Trust your gut. I actually thought the role may be a bad fit by the end of the first week that I worked there. That first week, I was like, you know what? I don't know that this is going to work out. And I decided to give it a little more time, but ultimately my instincts were right about it. So trust your gut. Time versus money. My goal is always to earn as much income in as little time as possible. The fact that I was spending so many hours working and I felt like the wage didn't actually match what I felt like the value was. And this is partly because of my pricing philosophy within my own business that became an issue. So in my own business, my goal is to always make about $350 an hour, like 250 to 350 an hour with the projects that I do for other people, that kind of thing. In this role, that was just not going to be the case. And there were multiple parts to this role that I actually felt could be their own separate jobs. And so that became an issue for me. It doesn't mean that was right or wrong of the business owner to do what they were doing with that role. But I also had very clear ideas, have very clear ideas about how I would hire into my business. And so I just felt like there were, there were actually four distinct aspects of the role that actually could have been for different people. That was how I viewed it. And it is what it is. Be clear about your why. If COVID ha hadn't happened, it's actually highly unlikely that I would have applied for this position. Honestly, I just, I wanted people. 
I wanted people and the people in the community at this organization and the staff, they're amazing. They, they honestly are like, I love these people. I'm still part of the organization and the community. I still support what they're doing, but I do think that my inability to socialize in the way that I used to prior to COVID became a big issue. And I goes, I was lonely. So I said yes to something because I needed people, but it was the wrong yes and the, the wrong positioning. I gained a lot of clarity on who I want to work with and the fact that I love the ability to move quickly from people who are disruptive or problematic. In my business, I can offer, again, a discount or an additional bonus and then move them on from me when things aren't working. I really hated not having that control and peace of mind to, to not deal with people that I felt were toxic to me. As a woman of color, especially, I never, ever, ever again want to be in the position where I have to work with someone who's dis disrespectful towards me. Basically, where I feel powerless because of the position that I'm in. I never want to feel like that again. And so that was a le lesson that I learned. And I actually, at the time that I'm recording this, I watched another woman of color a couple times this week go through, have this conversation. So at the beginning of this week, Megan and Harry talked about leaving the royal family. That's totally epic and different because she left a whole family. They left the whole family. I watched Cheryl on the talk, I forget her last name right now, be basically talked down to and disrespected by her colleague, Sharon Osborne. And I just thought to myself, if Cheryl had her own show, she could have told that lady, get the hell off her stage. And she never needed to work with her again. And so I felt very, I felt a lot of empathy and compassion for them because I understand what it's like to be in a position like that. And I'm not even talking about recently. I'm talking about years of that kind of, those kinds of exchanges where you just feel like if I say what I really want to say, I'm going to be the one who's going to have problems or who's labeled as the problem maker. And now all the British people are mad at Megan for pointing out the obvious <laughs> that a a family who's benefited off of 1200 years of colonialism might just might have some racism in it. None of this should be shocking to anyone. But now she's she and, and Harry are their favorability ratings have plunged. I do think I wonder about the sample sample size and who they're they're speaking with. But anyway, my point is, I don't want to work with people that don't respect me. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. And I don't, I don't have to do that in my business because they know where I stand. They know what I think my clients, consumers, customers, followers, they know where I stand on these things. So they know I will move them off with a quickness. I really truly learned what products and services I enjoyed selling to people. And I discovered when and how I work on those products and how inspiration hits me. Not being able to work at my own pace was very enlightening. And I'm going to share some of the things I love doing. I love, actually, I love creating content. It's a very solitary project, <laughs> but I have three different, pro uh, I have three different websites that I, that I run for my Colorado website. I love meeting people around town, around the state, having conversations, and then just creating the content and getting it out there. I don't need to have a team for this. I just like sitting down, doing the work and getting it out there. For my 
romance platform, same thing. I love having conversations with authors in that space and uplifting what they're working on. And it's just so much fun. I don't need to have a team to do all that. Maybe a team behind the scenes for logistics. But other than that, it's pretty straightforward. For Michelle is Money Hungry, same thing. I love working on content like the books. I like the podcast content. I like actually writing with good freelance clients. I love course sales actually. And I'm going to be opening up this, the doors to my course in April because I stopped selling my courses because last year was too stressful. So I didn't, I just closed that stream of income. I love affiliate marketing. So I really discovered what I truly love. I actually love coaching. And that one's really interesting because I ended up coaching quite a bit in that role at that organization. And there were actually clients, potential clients who were like, why don't we just pay you to have these conversations? And I was like, I know how much you're paying in my head. I know how much you're paying and I would, and hell yeah, you should be paying me. Clearly I didn't do that because that's inappropriate and unethical, but I did truly understand the value that I was bringing to them and now it solidifies the type of value and what I'm going to charge in my own business. So I enjoyed all those things, but I really couldn't do all those things because my time was really impacted and I gained a, a true insight into how I work, which is I go hiking, I wander around, I do a lot of fitness and that fitness based living helps me tap into creativity. So that was part of the reason why I stopped writing books last year, besides the fact I was incredibly stressed out because, you know, fascism, but I was unable to enjoy the outdoors for three months. We were on lockdown in Colorado for three months and I couldn't go to the mountains and explore. And so that actually really impacted my ability to be creative because being relaxed and just enjoying the outdoors helps me do that. My point with that is if I have 24 hours allocated at the beginning of the week to someone else, I came last and I learned that the hard way. And then finally, it's really important. This is the biggest lesson I learned. It's important to make mistakes in your business. Those it's the best thing you can do. Those mistakes really help illuminate what's working and what's not working in your business and what you truly care about. I am so thankful to the team, to the organization, to the, the community. They were so patient with me, really picked up the skills and, and learned the different things that the organization valued. But in making this mistake, it really was, it was a great learning experience. And I'm so glad that I did it. Now, let's be clear. My former colleagues were friends before and after this situation, towards the end, honestly, they were teasing me about the stuff that was driving me crazy because they knew they could see it. I worked a slightly longer notice than you typically would because I wanted to make sure that they were able to find a wonderful person who would be a wonderful fit for them and the community. And I truly believed that holding on to this position was blocking both my blessings and also potentially someone else's blessing. In fact, the week that I gave my notice, I ended up getting three or four, I feel like it may have been four, very large projects by people who reached out to me. So I didn't pitch them. They were like, hey, 
we've got this for you. And I was like, hey, this is awesome. If you're in business for yourself and you're trying to figure out what is or isn't working, don't be afraid to try new things. They may or may not work out for you, but making mistakes provide really powerful opportunities to learn. So if you're in an online business or you're starting one, I would love to hear what your biggest mistake was. Definitely make sure to go to the show notes at michelleismoneyhungry.com backslash business mistakes. I feel like I'm eating my words a little bit. And I would love to hear what your thoughts are about what I just shared. Thank you.